0: So worldly, right? It's on theme. Do you want to tell the people what we're talking about? So we decided to take a break from the negativity and talk about something positive. Actually, is it positive? We'll see. QBD. I already know some angsty teen from Germany is going to be in our comments section and be like, I actually hate school. But anyway, what I wanted to discuss today is I found a list from U.S. News. These countries have the most well-developed public education system, and the U.S. is number 16 on the list. So it's not it's bleak. not a great spot to be. <laughs> Things could be worse. They could be a lot better. So I kind of wanted to do some some Googling and some reading about what's going on in these countries. And we can just chat if we feel like these things would work with the American children because every place is different. I love it. Let's go. In my comment section on TikTok, someone was saying they were a nanny in Spain and they moved to the U.S. and they're a nanny in the U.S. now. And the thing that stood out the most to them is how we make our kids go to school for so long of the day and how tired they all are. And she said that because the school day here is so much longer, the kids here are, like, way stressed and tired and, like, cranky and, like, exhausted all the time. And she said the kids in Spain seemed so much happier. And she said they usually went to school from, like, 8 to 1. And they had lunch and recess there. That's
1: much more developmentally appropriate.
0: Yeah. She was talking elementary school, like, young kids, not big ones.
1: Yeah. I know I've told this story before, but I feel like we have people that don't go back. Tell it lessons, again. Yeah. Tell it again. (laughs) The school that I worked at the longest, we had school from 7.45 to 4.15 every day, and it was pretty rigorous academically. I had a TKK combo class, TK transitional kindergarten and kindergarten combo, and it was very, very difficult for those kids to the point where I had multiple students who would either actually have an accident every day or pretend that they had an accident every single day to get out of staying the full day and go home.
0: So when you say pretend they had an accident, do you mean like nothing actually happened and they said that they peed on themselves? Or do you mean peed on themselves intentionally and pretended it was an accident? Well,
1: some of them would pee on themselves intentionally. Mood. And pretend it was an accident, which what a trauma response. Like, hello, like that should have been red flag sirens going off. But the school was like, they need to they need to be here. It's
0: like, like- And if if your punishment is sitting in your own piss, no! I- so be it. We need that eye-ready data, so I don't care if you're damp. You know, ironically, I, I started doing this on the low,
1: but the f- official word was that you weren't allowed to have changes of clothes for the kids at school. You had to call parents every single time, but parents are at work or, like, they have other kids or, you know, whatever – So I started being like, I will keep your kids' clothes in my room. Just don't tell. Because I don't know why we weren't allowed (laughs) to Not you having like a
0: black market clothing ring.
1: Yeah. I don't remember why that was. I don't remember the logic behind that. But no. So like that would happen. And then also I would have kids be like, I pooped in my pants and I can't check. Yeah. You're not going to be like, come here. I mean, I can (laughs) generally get a waft. It's the same thing with my toddler. Like they waft by and you're like, oh, somebody's got something going. On. Yeah. But not all of it, Like, how am I supposed to know? If you sharted, I can't say that no, you didn't. And I would never do that. So.
0: <laughs> Should I gaslight a kid into thinking they didn't shart? You're like, no, it was a fart. You're good. You're good. Don't get up. And then
1: parents (laughs) would come in, and they'd come into my room and be like, they did not have an accident. They just wanted to go home. And I was like, so you are going to take them home? And they were like, yeah. Because like at that point- You're already here. Like you already drove here. What? You're going
0: to drive back to work and then back here to pick them up in an hour? I know.
1: And then also like, I just always felt so bad for them to fake an accident and to do
0: it every day at some point. And then it like escalates because other kids see it and they're like, oh- Interesting. That is precisely (laughs) what happened. I like started thinking about this school schedule thing because I was at, me and my boyfriend were at his friend's house a couple of months ago. Uh And they have a second grader and she was not happy. And her mom said something to her. I don't remember what she said, but she told her like, go do something. And she was like, mommy, I was at school all day. And then I had dance. I am very tired. I want to eat my snack and get in the bed. And I was like, period. Honestly, (laughs) Val. Like mood, like yeah, you were at school all day, and then you had dance. Like that's a lot on you. That is a lot. So Finland, their school day, students start between nine to nine forty-five, and they ha- are there for five hours a day, and they have no homework, and the teachers there are legally required to have a master's degree and the government pays for it. So they're just right off the bat an improvement I'm seeing. <laughs> I think that would work well here. I don't think we need to culturally adapt that one at all. Yeah. And then Australia, their school year runs from January to December and they go to school Monday through Friday, usually 8:30 to 3-ish. Okay. So that's like similar to what we do. Oh, apparently it's not good in Brazil. Apparently in Brazil most of the teachers have to have second jobs. Solidarity to Brazil! Hey,
1: you're our people. <laughs> what y'all doing? Are you also on TikTok? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you also embarrass yourself online for money? <laughs> Italy, they have school from 8 to 30, and it's five hours of academics and a lunch break but they have a full day on Saturday as well.
1: Wow. Do you
0: think they have a summer break too? I don't know. It doesn't say on this little website. Oh, what's going on in Russia? Wow. Not the Russian kids' the day being shorter. I always thought that they had a reputation of expecting a lot out of children. What is it? 8 to 2. I've always gotten The reputation that they have, like, a very rigorous, like, working and schooling. I don't know. Maybe that's just our Cold War propaganda really seeping in.
1: I'm so fascinated by this worldview that you're bringing to me today because I mean, I don't know any of this. I actually had somebody from Canada. Canadians are all up in my shit lately interesting oh I pissed off a lot of people with my clip from the episode two before this one
0: why what did we do um this time
1: you giving students a 70 for turning in their work is not right they don't like that
0: oh sorry well only half of them turned it in so if y'all would like to come take over (laughs) you're more than welcome to I got two things
1: one I was speaking in what people call gibberish apparently I didn't realize I got a a lot of very concerned dms that i use too many big words the biggest thing was that i said that marginalized parents meaning parents that are members of minority groups are not usually included in the system that is public education like my homeless parents couldn't get into the fucking portal to see their kids grades because hello they don't have technology that's reliable
0: after i want to hear something funny yeah. that's a less depressing version of that. Mm-hmm. In my old district, I found out they used a new, they have this new portal system for you to log in and see your kids' grades. Mm-hmm. For every single teacher in the district, they can't see their own child's because when they try and log in, it puts them into the teacher side, not to the parents' They side.
1: said- FERPA who? We don't know her. Here you just
0: have access to everything. (laughs) No, like so parents that don't work for the district, everything's fine. But if you're a parent and you're also a teacher, you have no way to get to the parent stuff. You only have the way to get to your teacher stuff. That's
1: an oversight on somebody's part.
0: Someone probably made millions of dollars off that software sale. Oh, a (laughs) hundred percent. These salespeople are Good. Whoever sells iReady. Like, that's who needs to be training our sales teams across the nation. Like, if I worked at, like, a real estate office still, I would be like, fuck out of here with the Barbara Corcoran-ass influencers. Y'all need to be learning from the iReady sales team because I have never seen so much profit from such a garbage product (laughs) in
1: my life. The thing that really got (laughs) me was when my school only bought the assessment but not the platform to use during our technology station. Going from a school that had all the stuff to the school that only had the assessment, I was like, what did they say to you? They didn't
0: even buy you the answer key. They were like, we hope you know it.
1: They can sell water to a, water to a, what? Who sells water? What What are you saying? Ice to a polar bear. There it is.
0: I've never heard that in my life. You've
1: never heard that? Polar bears don't have jobs. Where are they getting the money? (laughs) Oh, God almighty in heaven. So yeah, I mean, what is this episode?
0: (laughs) I think it's going to be good. This is our list of countries that have the most well-developed public education system. I'm listening. So number one is Sweden, and then number two is France. Finland. And then number three is Denmark. Number four is Germany. Number five is Canada. And number six is the UK. So let's do some Googling and see what these countries are doing and why we should do it. Oh my
1: gosh. They have Ikea and good schools.
0: No, literally. Can we move? They don't have the sun though. It's tough.
1: Have you traveled somewhere where you can't see the sun or you see the sun all day?
0: Well, okay. Not like the whole time, but I've been to like England and um, Ireland where it's like very not sunny.
1: I went to the highlands of Scotland and it was light out until it was light out the whole night. Like, I I would come home from the bar at 2 a.m. and it would be dusk. It was weird. Especially weird because I don't know how to ride a bike. That's the only way to get back to where I was staying. And I was drunk. That's
0: really jarring to be drunk in the middle of the night on a bike and it's literally, like, looks like it's 2 p.m. It looked eerie. Like, the lighting was not right. I absolutely
1: hate that. Oh my gosh. Okay, nursery school in Sweden is provided, funded by tax dollars, for children 1 to 5.
0: This thing I'm reading said the same thing. And it also said that the Swedish tradition of preschool um, emphasizes the importance of play. So I'm guessing they're spending a lot of time outside. The amount of
1: municipal subsidy. Is that like how much money you get? I think so. It depends on the child's age and whether the parents work, study, are unemployed or on parental leave for other children.
0: Oh, so you get like different amounts of money depending on your situation? It
1: seems to be. Their graduation rate is
0: 79.7%. We look up America's, but also America's is super inflated. So I don't really trust it. Cause like, so this is what we used to do at my old school in January they would look and see who was not going to graduate because they were like missing a lot of credits. And then they would send them to an alternative school where they just do little online modules that are really easy and all the answers are on Quizlet. And if they finished all their modules in time, they could come back and re-enroll and then graduate. But if they didn't, they wouldn't let them re-enroll. So then we would have like a 95% graduation rate because it would be taken from after those kids left. Um. But like usually our freshman class would have like 300 kids in it and we'd have like 80 kids walk across the stage and then my principal would be like I would like to congratulate everyone for our 95% graduation rate and I was like you just expelling the other ones doesn't really count what the
1: fuck is up with our education system they will literally do anything but fix the issue at hand no literally they'll do anything but fix it there are only a handful of private schools left in Sweden too and I'm reading here that you get to choose
0: between them why do you think we don't copy people like Sweden so I know one reason because so where I grew up, it was very strict. Like you have to go to the school that your address is slotted for, like no ifs, ands, or buts get fucking wrecked. And then the district that I used to teach in, it was like, whatever, man, like drive up to a school and you can go there. And I know the reason was literally just because of like population, because like the district that I grew up in had an the population had like boomed. So most class sizes were like at capacity and most schools had like floating teachers and all of that. So they were being super strict just because they like couldn't handle extra people. And then in the district I used to teach in, they overbuilt schools like really intensely in the 80s. So most schools were only at like 60% capacity. So that's why they weren't strict because they could just like, they had the space, I guess.
1: You have stumbled upon another one of my research topics. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I'm talking. I just did a bunch of research for like they call it fragmentation. It just is how broken up an area is into different school districts, and it's bad. Like the more broken up an area is into school districts, the more you have things like segregation, inequity, inequalities, and stuff. And it's harder to fix because school districts don't talk to each other. So it's like it would be way easier if it was the issue was within school districts, even though they don't talk to each other either. But I just don't understand why we don't copy like their education system other places things that are working
0: yeah i get it's like more complicated because we have like a bigger and more diverse population and a lot of other things, but it seems like a lot of things like we could probably copy them. Like I get the whole thing is not going to work, but a couple of these.
1: It says they have access to a school doctor, a school nurse, a psychologist, and a school welfare officer, all tax funded. So this
0: is interesting. I'm seeing kind of mixed things on this. So I think they might've changed it recently, but this article says that until sixth grade, they're not given any grades. It's just like feedback on their work. And again, they have super small class sizes, so that's pretty feasible because they don't want to cause a sense of competition and stress. And then apparently from first to third grade the school curriculum is mostly gamified so like it's very hands-on and fun and they think the reports are kind of like written out of how they're doing and not just like a number and this says that from third grade they start learning english but they don't teach them grammar or anything like that yet they do songs and counting And English and like play games in English and stuff like that.
1: This is so different.
0: Oh my God, it says boys and girls together learn how to sew, knit, make toys, and uncomplicated and use uncomplicated household appliances as well as cooking and baking with simple recipes.
1: Hello, Montessori, motor skill development realness. I
0: love that. And then from sixth grade, they get to learn another language beyond English. Apparently, they learn English all the way through, but they can also take other languages, and it just kind of depends on the school about what they offer. Wow. Oh, and apparently in math, physics, and chemistry, it is very common for them to have to write out written explaining how they found their answer. They don't just get to write the numbers. They have to explain. Hmm
1: i'm reading a little scandal about sweden right now back when we had betsy devos meddling in things she was always talking about like school school vouchers and school choice and and, and. well they were using sweden as an example for why school choice might not work because they didn't have great test scores Which I thought was interesting.
0: Very interesting.
1: But they're also talking about like how you can't really compare Sweden's free schools to American private schools because they're – publicly funded, but privately run. So it's like a ton more kids in Sweden are
0: enrolled in free schools versus us. But but it's free there. Yeah. And here, private school is expensive as shit. So it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. This is about Finland, which was number two on our list. And this says that nearly 30% of all of Finland's children will receive some kind of special help during their first nine years of school. So apparently they have very, very good like support services going on. So this is a test that was given in Finland in 2000 which is obviously a long time ago and it revealed that the Finnish youth were the best readers in the world and then three years later they read in math and then it's like continued to go up from there so apparently Finland has really come a long way in their education system and there are no standardized tests in Finland except for an exit exam for high school so that's the only standardized test they ever take is to graduate high school. Wow. And they have a 93% graduation rate. And I think part of that is, and it says that that is 17.5% higher than ours. And 66% go on to higher education, which is the highest rate in the entire European Union. And Finland spends about 30% less per student than the United States does.
1: I wonder why.
0: And I think part of the reason their education or their graduation rate is so high is because it says they have vocational high schools as well. And I think that that is a huge reason because I think a ton of the kids that I've seen drop out would probably do great in a vocational high school.
1: There's actually a big push for vocational schools and vocational learning right now. Like the way that I met Raphael, our guest from last week, he was in the AFT's presentation about like what's going right in education. They they were talking about his experiential learning and they were talking about vocational schools and how like we really need to be propping those up as a really good option for students that like that type of stuff want to do that type of stuff and maybe like they don't want to go
0: the academic
1: route and that's okay
0: and i think like they'll learn more by being in an area that's interesting to them and engaging to them as opposed to trying to force them to learn something they don't want to learn so i'm already seeing a lot of reasons why i think their uh, school system is a lot better one this class Class size only has 20 children in it. It is seven and eight year olds. They do their grades differently, but it has a class size of 20. They take a 15 minute outside playtime break between every single lesson. So they go outside and play multiple times a day. And this says, teachers in Finland spend fewer hours at school every day and spend less time in classrooms than American teachers. The teachers use extra time to build curriculum and assess their students. Children spend far more time playing outside, even in the depths of winter, and they do not have homework. Compulsory schooling does not begin until age seven. And this person said, we have no hurry. Children learn better when they're ready. So why stress them out? And this says, it's almost unheard of for a child to show up hungry or homeless. Finland provides three years of maternity leave and subsidized daycare and preschool for all five-year-olds, where the emphasis is on play and socializing. Probably also why they're coming in doing a lot better. Um, In addition, the state subsidizes parents, paying them around 150 euros per month for every child until they turn 17. And 97% of six-year-olds attend public preschool, where they start doing a little bit of academic stuff. And at all schools, they provide food, medical care, counseling, and taxi service if needed.
1: I am so happy for you, Finland. I'm so jealous right now. (laughs) Daddy government gives you child support and everything. That is crazy. What want
0: that daddy government. I'd
1: make a whole shitload less TikToks bitching about the government if they were nice like that. Run me a
0: check. You can buy my silence. It is for <laughs> yeah. sale.
1: No, it really is.
0: Oh, this is a graph. Girls are outperforming boys literally everywhere across the whole everything. Oh my gosh. On reading, this is boys and girls mean reading score across a ton of different countries and girls are crushing it. Why are men in charge? How do we let that happen? Such an oversight on our part. So this list again says Finland has the no standardized testing and it says accountability for teachers is not required. I don't know what that means, but jumping off with the headline, love that. Let's go deeper. First of all,
1: love zero accountability. Let's go on. You have my attention.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool. So this says that the bar is set so high for teachers that there is no reason to have a rigorous grading system for the teachers because all teachers are required to have a master's degree and teaching has one of the most rigorous and selective hiring processes of any field in the country. Wow. So I guess they don't have evaluations because if you got in, that means... You have your shit together, which I like. Yeah. In the U.S., it's like, do you have a pulse and a college degree? Here's some keys. We'll come observe you in two weeks. (laughs) Or not. Oh, there it is. There's our fucking answer right there. Since the 1980s, Finnish educators have focused on making these basics a priority education should be an instrument to balance out social inequality all students should receive free school meals ease of access to health care psychological counseling and individualized guidance and the individualized guidance is not just like guidance counselor it means like individual feedback individual plans about how to get better at something so that's why they have the small classes i guess
1: I, like, am just blown away. And it seems like it's also, like, the bare minimum in a lot of ways.
0: Okay, and it says that they go to school from 9 to 2. That's great hours. I love that. Y'all hired? I know. Guten tag or whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, they won't hire me. I don't have a master's degree. I can't
1: even work there. Your government won't buy you one like theirs does. Maybe they will. Maybe they will.
0: And, yeah, this also says they have no homework again. Ugh, to be a finished teenager. People love homework, but like, it doesn't always work. It really doesn't. This list says the kids in Singapore have the highest reading performance. So what's going on in Singapore? Oh, Singapore is eating us alive. Jesus.
1: You know, Singapore, the way of teaching, though, is very, like, Wrote Very, like, you're going to learn how to read by choral reading and reading out loud. They have a really scripted curriculum, so they just teach to the
0: test. And it's like... Listen, that's how I got good data, too. I know how to make that little graph make me look good. Me and Singapore have that in common. It's like, yes,
1: they have really good scores, but, like, the way they get there is not something that... I don't know.
0: Yes, it says that Singapore's education system is highly centralized and that the government sets the syllabus, the exams, the teacher credentialing, the teacher promotion system, like the Ministry of Education really does everything, it seems like. There's very little room for creativity. That would be kind of nice from a planning perspective, not even going to lie to you there.
1: Allegedly, they are trying to make it nicer for the kids though.
0: This says that children aged three through six can attend public or private kindergarten. So I guess kindergarten is longer there. That's probably helping. Uh They regulate the programs for child four through six as well. They have their own Nurturing Early Learners kindergarten curriculum. Yeah, this is super centralized. It seems like the national government makes everything, like the standards and every everything. It says that ministry officials are very hands-on in schools. They meet regularly with teachers and school leaders. Yeah, it's very interesting. It says that in recent years, they're starting to start to, like you said, they're starting to move away from this. And it says now they're telling people this is a jumping-off point and that they can adapt it to meet their students' needs. Oh, this is this is the T right here, teacher preparation and induction. All primary and secondary teachers are trained at the NIE, the National Institute of Education. And during their training, they receive a monthly stipend that is 60% of the teaching salary and their tuition is covered um, by the Ministry of Education. And that once they've completed the training, they must commit three years to the job. And it is a four-year program that includes 22 weeks of practical experience in school and then the graduate program is 16 months and has 10 weeks of experience in schools and so they are getting paid that entire time through that do you want to know
1: some of their favorite they call this folk pedagogy which is just their favorite phrases teaching is talking and learning is listening authority is hierarchical and bureaucratic knowledge is factual and procedural and classroom talk is teacher dominated and performative
0: could you actually send that to me so I can put it on a poster for my room yeah I think you should print it out (laughs) at the next faculty meeting that's what I'm gonna be like all right I've never been to Singapore, but I've done extensive Googling about the subject. I think it's good that they're getting a little looser with it because... They proved that they can make kids read. What number were they on the list? They're number 19 on this list from uh, US News, but they were number one in the reading score achievement by this one specific test. Let's look up Denmark. Denmark's pretty high on the list. I still remember. I think I might have already told this story on the podcast, but here we are again. Do you know what the au pair program is? Au pair, like nanny overseas? Yeah. No, I don't know the program. Uh, Well, a lot of times it's like through an organization where basically they help you get your visa and stuff, and then you go and you're like a nanny for someone. Oh, yes. I've seen them on TikTok. Yeah. In their little outfits. Exactly. When I was a kid, um, that was my family's childcare, but we didn't make them wear little outfits. And we're still like in touch with a couple of the women that were there and like lived with us for a little while while and one of them she's from Holland but she moved to Germany when she was pregnant because her and her boyfriend were like long distance then she got pregnant so she moved to be close to him and then the German government contacted her and kept sending her money and baby supplies and she was like oh I'm not like a German citizen I've lived here for a month like take this back because she thought it was like a mistake and she was gonna have to pay it back and they sent her a letter basically saying like we know you're not a German citizen your baby will be so we're still giving you all all the stuff, please stop sending it back. Oh. They gave her like money every month. And then they, they like hit her up after she had the baby. And they were like, okay, so you get money for the first year. And then after that, you get to choose if you want money or you can send them to free preschool. So just like, let us know what your choice is going to be. And she was like, so taken aback. Cause she was like, I've never had a job in Germany. I've never contributed a dime to the German yeah. tax thing. And they still gave her everything. Wow. Ooh, Interesting. Okay. Let's talk about Denmark.
1: Denmark is the one where they put the kids outside in the cold to chill, right? They do that
0: in Finland too. They put the kids in the cold. They said for, they get recess even if it's snowing. Parents outside. in
1: Nordic countries have their babies nap outside in sub-zero temperatures so
0: they sleep better and longer. Ugh, to be a Nordic baby napping outside. It looks so peaceful when I see it on TikTok though. I saw things saying that like it's like common for people to like park their strollers outside of like a cafe. And then the parents are just inside chilling, yeah, because they're just like a much like lower crime, more community based. I guess when everyone has food and healthcare, crime goes down.
1: Imagine that. <laughs> so Denmark, what's their education system like?
0: It seems very similar to the others. Apparently, they also have the public daycare. Um, As early as nine months old, but by age three, 98% of the kids are in the public kindergarten and most of the day is spent on free play and a lot of it is outside. And the only academics they do is learning letters and numbers and the rest of curriculum is social rules, like taking turns and helping others. The
1: Nordic countries, this is just very interesting to me that they're all kind of
0: great. At the university level, they get income support from the government to help pay. their living expenses while they're studying In most like college there they do a lot of internships and apprenticeships so that's why i think the government pays them how come our government doesn't use its money like this these are the things we need to adopt from yonder from the yonder lands another thing with denmark lots of the vocational training that's what it seems like is the key to a high graduation rate. The push to college is just not not it. No, it's really not.
1: Because the system itself is so broken and like it's so expensive. So I'm glad there's a push towards that in general. It's like, what are we doing? We're not teaching kids to fucking read appropriately.
0: <laughs> You're like, well, ours are illiterate. So clearly we're doing something wrong. <laughs> We're spending the most money and they are the least illiterate. So I'm going to say... Something is wrong. Something has gone awry. <laughs> Germany is not eating us as hard. They're still doing better than us, but it's less embarrassing than what Singapore's doing. This is one thing that's true across nations. What? This is in Germany, which was pretty high on the list, but from what I'm seeing, I'm less into a lot of their stuff says schools that are identified as struggling by inspections by the government are offered extra support, including creating a development plan to improve the school. That is very American of you. That is the America post-wo- post-World War II influence right there.
1: I'm reading about like why the United States won't just copy the Nordic education system. Like we're always talking about Finland, but they have policy changes and reforms that we're specifically targeting, changing how the country approaches education. And I just feel like we're so partisan that I don't know that we could ever get something like that
0: done. We can't even agree on anything to do with education. Our government at this point is parks and recreation, like on parks and recreation, when they have like the town halls. Like, and where they're like, does anyone have any concerns about the park? And that lady raises her hand and she's like, I found a sandwich on the floor or on the grass at the park and it had mayonnaise on it. And I'm allergic to mayonnaise. Like, that's actually our Congress at this point. I am confident that if I went up there and I was like, I think we should improve education, multiple people would call for my head. It's used as like a talking point.
1: It's like, I'm going to reform education. I'm going to this, I'm going to that. Like, every politician says that in some form or another. Like, whether it's book bans or it's, like, teacher pay and good things that we want. They're talking about in this article, like, this social contract. Everybody in Finland was like, this is what we need. And this is what we're gonna do. And there was like an agreement on it. It's so much would have to change. Can you imagine the uproar? We can't even get rid of homework in a lot of schools because parents often will be like, why aren't you
0: teaching my kid? They don't have homework. They're like, well, I don't wanna grade it. Never mind that it doesn't usually work. If you wanna go on Teachers Pay Teachers and buy them a worksheet, go right the fuck ahead. I'm not gonna stop you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So like it would be a cultural shift. In the United States, to do these things, because like, oh my God, keeping kids home until age like six or seven—it's like every part of our society has to change. Every every single part of it but there's like elements that we could
0: absolutely get in there the smaller class sizes the not doing number grading for small children the outside play breaks like a lot of this is realistic to do yeah this is something I've struggled with in my own like self-development we kind of have this mindset in the U.S. that like if you can't do it perfect it's not even fucking worth it and I think that that is like such an Achilles heel of us of like we look at a country like Finland and we're like well, those kids have universal health care and basic income, so there's no point in us even trying. When, like, mm-hmm. we might not be able to rock as hard as Finland rocks. Like, that's, I just don't see that in the cards for us, but I think we could rock harder than we're rocking right now. Right.
1: I mean, it's in Finland's constitution. Everyone has the right to basic education free of charge is in
0: there. They left that out of ours. They they did. Someone clicked page break when they didn't mean to. That one got knocked down. We have
1: different amendments, but we had to go through like Brown versus Board of Education to get to the everyone part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know
0: there's also a law about like homeless students having right to education as well. Plyler versus Doe as well. But it's like
1: hang on. <laughs> the worst Supreme Court decisions since 1960 includes San Antonio Independent School District versus Rodriguez where the Supreme Court said that education is not a fundamental right. <laughs> okay, pause pause pause. So, okay, things I are would becoming say- clearer that this is not what
0: the founding fathers dreamed, but it literally is. So.
1: I know, isn't that funny? And I was, there was this article that I was reading that went through um, the way that public school came to be. And like, they talk about how it, it just came to be to push the agenda of the community that it was in. And like, if people wanted to vote for something, they wanted to have like a school board to be like, hey, can you guys like do our bidding? Like it, it was, it's like a very politicized, system like inherently so it's not so much always about education and the right to it and how this is going to propel our society forward it started out and a lot of it is just talking about like push our agenda basically like
0: it's like a microcosm of society yeah that's not good because i know that's why our education system is funded by like local property tax a lot of times i think that's how it works right the way it was explained to me the way you're explaining it makes a lot more sense but the way it was explained to me is that when they started public schools people wanted to have control over what their kids were learning because they wanted them to learn things that were relevant and like if you live on a farm in like alabama your life is going to be you're going to need to learn different things than a kid whose parents work at a factory in boston so that's why i was told but the way you're saying it makes a lot more sense that checks out pretty it's hard like
1: to reinforce the core values of the society it exists in so yeah. like when they realize like oh shit we need <laughs> We need people who can read these documents or we need people to lead factories or whatever it was. Like that's what schools were intended for at that time.
0: I've told you about the Bells, right? Yes. My students this year didn't care about the Bells. I was pissed. Do you want to tell us about the Bells again in case somebody... Yes. If you don't know what I'm referring to, during the like industrialization times, and this is exactly how I teach, by the way, except I don't curse. During the industrialization times, the factory owners were like, damn, nobody's on." time to work that's like really inconvenient for me that everyone keeps showing up late and drunk it'd be way better if they showed up here on time and that's how they signify a shift change in a factory is with a bell system they had industrialists like rockefeller act as consultants when they were building the public school system and that's why they have the classes go by bells so that the children would get used to hearing a bell means get up or sit down and that's literally the only reason that we still have bells in school Let's talk about Japan. Okay. Japan is very high on the list as well. And interestingly, when you look at the test scores, Japan fucking eats us alive in science and math, but in reading, they're not doing as well as American kids that are taking this test. And I also want to know, this test, the PISA test that they're using, the Program for International Student Assessment, it says the average score in the U.S., but I want to know what group of kids they gave that to, because most public school kids don't take this exam, so I feel like our scores look probably a lot better than if we actually gave this to every child in the United States. I don't know if they just, like, grab a bunch of kids from random places, or if it's, like, I don't know how they're pulling this data. Between four and 6,000 students take it. Yeah, which kids? They probably have, like, some kids at some fucking international school at L.A. And that's why our scores look so good.
1: It's like a a sample that's supposed to be representative of the larger population.
0: I'd like to meet those children. I'll tell you if it's representative. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to meet all 5,000 of them individually. Oh my God. So they have two types of early childhood education in Japan. They have childcare centers, which are full day programs and serve kids aged zero to six. And then they have kindergarten, which is half day and serve kids aged three to six. I love that they are making it super clear that education and childcare are two different things. Yes, Like that is not the same thing. They are often happening at the same time, but they are not the same thing. And this thing says that in Japan, 96% of four-year-olds are enrolled in kindergarten. And their kindergarten is like the before school, not like us, where it's like the first year of school. Cause the compulsory system starts at age six. So before that, it's optional, but ninety-six percent of them are doing it by the time they're four. So that's cool for them. It's the
1: same about the same length as our school, too, like eight
0: forty-five to three fifteen. Says their graduation rate is ninety-eight percent. Wow! And they have a set of super high school programs that focus on STEM or global studies or a vocational area.
1: Most kids also go to after-school clubs and cram school in the evening to do extra studying. I'm scared. That sounds intimidating. I'm scared.
0: <laughs> so. Japan- Japan does not appear to be on the same wavelength as the Spanish and the Italian where they're like yeah man, two hours of reading, an hour for lunch, you're fucking good. I don't know. It says
1: it's mostly memorization oriented. But high school isn't required. Interesting. So they have entrance exams to get into high school. And
0: if you fail? You're... I get. I mean, yeah. In 2015 Japan introduced a community run tutoring program to provide support for secondary students that are struggling academically. Although the um, program was designed as a part of a government effort to combat child poverty, municipalities chose how to structure the program and some choose to serve all students who need academic supports. The local area also chooses the tutors and it often includes teacher education program students. I think that is a bomb way to give future teachers some some nice little hands-on practice without making them work for free all day. Japan is unique in how it assigns teachers to school. Teachers are hired at a prefectural level, not at a school level. Teachers' school assignments change every three years with fewer changes later in their career. This allows the prefecture to assign the strongest teachers to the schools and students that need them most. This rotation not only ensures that the most disadvantaged students have access to the most capable teachers, it helps build capacity within the profession. Young teachers are exposed to experienced teachers in a number of different environments so that they can learn and interact from them. And, Japanese teachers work some of the longest hours um, and they spend substantially more time on tasks like lesson planning compared to other countries. Wow. Apparently, it's very, very rigorous. And it pays very well. And you have to have a lot of degrees and pass a lot of tests and do a lot of training. And there are no alternative routes into teaching.
1: Did you know that they don't usually have janitors or custodians? Do
0: the kids do it? Yeah. Hell yeah. I
1: remember this being in the news because I was shocked that people were outraged to hear that. Why? They made the mess. I, it's their building. I think it's community building. It is. They call it the cleaning tradition. In Japanese culture, there's like a big belief that cleanliness is helpful in many, many different ways. And like schools say, like a clear mind comes from keeping clean and clear surroundings. They're showing gratitude and like taking some responsibility for their space and themselves. I like it too. I had always had my kids clean the classroom with me.
0: And I think especially with young kids, cleaning can help build a lot of confidence because it's a really tangible way to be like, wow, something I did made something better. And kids don't get that many moments like that because they're kind of dumb and they don't know how to do anything. So when they clean something, I think it's really good for them. And I think it also will later make them more conscious of and more grateful to be in clean spaces. Because if you've had to clean a lot, you think about someone else had to clean this. Yeah,
1: apparently it's not like a really like hard knock lifestyle from Annie. I highly doubt
0: they're like having them like wax the floors and move furniture. Like they're probably like swiffering and like doing little wipes on the tables. I'm sure they're fine.
1: I'm pretty sure they eat in the class. Classrooms too, they showed them doing the recycling and like. Oh, they have
0: very strict recycling in Japan, I've heard, and they will fine your ass.
1: Yeah, so they like teach them how to do that. And then it's like at the end of the day, they can like talk to their friends while they're cleaning and like big kids can help the little kids and stuff like that. I don't know. It's some, it's again another thing that like in the United States, like that was scandalizing to people to hear that. Like, how dare you make our little babies
0: clean. We have strayed so far from God's light. What do you mean? How dare you make children that are capable of cleaning learn a life skill and clean up the mess that they made? How dare you? Meanwhile, our kids don't know how to
1: read. I know. They serve their lunch to each other too, I'm
0: pretty sure. Oh, that is cute. I love everything about that. Also, for this episode, can we make the title Mr. Worldwide and put Pitbull in it, please? Yeah, of
1: course i'll put it down right now well this was kind of a hodgepodge of an episode but it worked out thanks history teacher anytime you always know what to do i just
0: want to see what's going on in the the other lands see what they're up to keep your friends close and your enemies closer cold war never ended
1: episode 60 mr worldwide
0: people actually started a school Let's before we go <laughs> what i have a friend of a friend that worked there and apparently they lie about their student data at the Pitbull school. Is it a fucking, it's a charter school. Of course they lie about yeah, their data. He paid. he paid for it.
1: Oh my God, this picture of him smiling is really scary. <laughs> when you Google Pitbull, the first picture, he smiles like a little kid on picture day before they learn how to smile and they're like this. No, he
0: really, oh my God, you described it so good.
1: Sports leadership and management slam with an exclamation mark.
0: But, like, I'm pretty sure it's a K through 12. Like, I'll draw the line that third graders. It says middle and high school. It is? I could have sworn there were small children there. Middle schoolers are pretty little. But, yeah. Like, in sixth grade, I don't think you're ready to learn about sports management yet. I think you probably need to focus on, like, reading and math. I think
1: that's a little bit of an odd niche, to be honest with you. It's a
0: very specific niche for an entire school. Yeah. Do you think it's just, like pitbull superfans. that's the entrance exam it's about pitbull shut up no i've heard like for no it's not i've heard like for most uh most of the day is pretty normal they use like a, a real curriculum i think
1: that's good i mean but still i mean just very
0: specific sports sports not even music slam slam well
1: i'm glad we looked into that <laughs>
0: I will only send my children to the Pitbull school.
1: Is Pitbull Mr. Education? That's what NPR wants
0: to know. If Pitbull is Mr. Education, our nation is truly in trouble. Like no hate to Pitbull, but I can think of a lot of other people I would prefer to be at the head of education than Mr. Worldwide. He has a lot of talents, but.
1: Let me leave you with the words of Mr. Pitbull himself. If sports is what you love, one way or another, it's a business you can get involved with. Whether you're a therapist, an attorney, a broadcaster, they're already labeling me Mr. Education. On an interesting twist, considering that at the last school Pitbull attended, the principal couldn't wait to get rid of him. He literally told me, I don't want you in my school, gonna give you your diploma, get out of here. Pitbull's parting words were, thank you.
0: We are so in trouble. Like, we are so... Things have gone so awry. I know!
1: I know. I, I can I just am so intrigued. So, okay, well, another episode. No, uh, no answers for you, but...
0: No answers, just more questions and... I don't think either of us are qualified to teach in any of these countries. No,
1: no, that's
0: true. We should do, like, you know where they do, like, a like a student exchange where, like, two kids from different countries switch places? We should do that with teachers. Genius. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. I'd get to, like, the UK, and I'd be like, oh, shit, these kids know a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh. I'd be like, oh, and then i feel like some British teacher would get to my school and be like... So, I noticed there are pencils. And I'd be like, yeah, you're supposed to bring them in your carry <laughs> on. I wonder, what Lisa, I wonder what Lisa Vanderpump thinks about her education system. She made a statement. Should we look it up? I would go to a school that was run by her. The Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump Charter Academy, when? She has not made a statement. She hasn't. She did attend the Corona Academy drama school. So, I think that's where they founded Coronavirus as well.
1: She's a Well, thank you all for joining us on
0: another beautiful beautiful episode of teacher quit talk we hope everybody has a great day and that everyone gets to experience something as good as the Finnish education system (laughs) probably not but hopefully fingers crossed for you all goodbye (laughs) Bye. bye